Hello. What's up? Welcome back to the Mayhem Zone. We have a lot of shit to talk about today. But before we jump into everything, what's been what's been going on? Well, we are very close to uh, releasing our next short film. Yes. Uh, it is titled The First Kind. Uh, it is a proof of concept, mm-hmm. actually. It is kind of like... Uh, so we have this idea for a larger film uh a feature length film our first one that we're going to try to uh to do here and we basically took like a scene from that movie and then turned it into its own little short film mm-hmm. and it kind of works as like a prelude to everything else and uh that's going to be coming out very soon and you guys will be able to see that check that out and then also oh, yeah. with that i am setting up a indiegogo campaign for the full film because this is going to be our largest project ever mm-hmm. so far. Uh, it's going to have a lot of costume work. Uh, you know, I want to be able to pay like our actors and <laughs> right. like people who just work on this movie. I want to make sure people actually get compensated for like the hard work that they put in. Because this isn't going to be a weekend shoot where I like, you know, ask a couple people to come over and, you know, we film something for fun for, you know, a couple days and that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is going to be like a much more serious production. Uh, So yeah, that's, so yeah, we're setting up an Indiegogo campaign. That'll be up at the same time as the proof of concept. And that should be at the end of uh, this week, a couple days. So I don't know when this episode will be out, but uh, check that out. Before then, I'll try to get it out before then. Yeah. Okay. And then it'll be, yeah, so that'll be out June 24th. You're probably listening to this uh, before then, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> On but yeah. the, the Mayhem Pictures YouTube channel. Mayhem Pictures YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You guys know it, and if you don't know it, subscribe to it. We do a bunch of short films that aren't good enough for the Bridgeport Film Festival. <laughs> but they're all there. And you guys can check them out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. before I get into that rant, I won't get into that rant because it's stupid, <laughs> but... We have a couple of things to talk about. So, going back as far as freaking Memorial Day. Yeah. We got Top Gun Maverick. Along with that, the unprecedented success yeah. of Top Gun Maverick. Who which would have That movie that? is about to overtake Doctor Strange as the biggest That's movie of the year. Crazy. It and I'm made happy. more money. I'm so glad that this is it's what's a happening. Really good movie. I yeah. like it a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. It's like the kind of movie you really want to see right now in the theater. It's a perfect like summer movie, mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's like about to make a billion dollars. That's fucking insane. Because I had awesome. my box office predictions, and I never thought this was gonna happen. No. I. Cause I we had were, this at, like, number seven. Because I'm sure, you know, we were thinking of it as, like, yeah, sure, Top Gun is a very, like... Looks like it'll be fun. It, 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 it looks cool. It's yeah. got that cool, like, idea, oh, it's Tom Cruise actually in Flying a... Flying around. Yeah, he's actually in a real jet for, like, half of that movie. They all are. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, I, I, I thought they were all flying it, but that's obviously yeah, no. not real. <laughs> but they're in the jets, for real. Like, they're in yeah. the cockpit, in the air, for real. But I don't think... I mean, like, yeah, the first Top Gun is a very famous movie. Yeah. And I don't think anybody thought that it was going to be like, you know, oh my God, the hype for Top Gun. But then it comes out and like everybody's just swept up in it. And I'm, I don't even really like that first movie that much. I no. watched it and I was like, 
I don't know if this holds up very well. Like, it's got some good stuff in it. Yeah, but it wasn't it's, that great. It wasn't, like, worth, like, such hype. And then the actual... The, it's one of those times where, like, the sequel is way better than the Way original. better. It's like, insane. It, yeah. It's actually insane. And it's how you do a legacy sequel mm-hmm. right. Um, we'll get into I mean, another yeah, legacy sequel like a, later. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> but um, it's, it's interesting because I, I don't think... I don't know if the hype was totally there, but it was like, it was just this weird, like perfect storm mm-hmm. of events where it was like, it came out, everybody really likes it. Yeah. And what then was the people opening keep weekend? going to see it. It was, um, it, it wasn't like, I mean, it was big. It was, but it uh, wasn't like Dr. Strange big. No, it probably. was, it made like 126, uh-huh. which is a little less than like the Batman, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, still fantastic for that movie. And then mm-hmm. it made 160 over the Memorial Day. Yeah. So what this movie did is it kind of jump-started oh, the, what? Yeah, I just remembered that. Didn't it have, like, this unprecedentedly low, like... Yeah, um, so so then it goes on to do that. So the first weekend, you get it, the first wave of over 45-year-olds back to the theater. Right, yeah. Which hasn't happened at all since mm-hmm. the pandemic. It happened a little bit for, like, um, what was the movie? It happened a little bit for, like, I think it was um, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. That had an older, like, female audience, mm-hmm. which, like, wasn't coming back. Um, and then, like, Downton Abbey did pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody under the age of 40 watched that movie. No, exactly. And it, like, it, 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 it made, like, what? I don't remember how much, but, like, $18 million or yeah. something. So, I was like, oh, that's not bad. Like, that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a for mid, that, yeah. it's like a mid-pandemic um, debut. Mm-hmm. Um but then this one comes out, and it's like all of the older people go to see it, and it's huge. So, and then the next weekend, yeah. you get the younger crowd that's like, "Oh fuck, everybody really likes this," and then it holds like twenty nine percent, which is which is the insane, which is the best hold for a movie that opened a hundred over a hundred million dollars ever. Yeah, that's the best second. Like even like like it's pretty much expected that most movies. That drop are even off. huge, yeah. they drop like a 70%. They drop like crazy. Right? I mean, not all of them. You get like Doctor Strange dropped like 68%, which yeah. is not great. Um, Jurassic World just dropped 59%, which is like mm-hmm. actually better than people thought. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because that one held so strong and it's just kept holding on. Like it's crazy. It, it opened mm-hmm. with 126, but it's going to make like probably $200 million more than Doctor Strange did overall in, in America. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is currently at like four oh five, I think, domestic, whereas Top Gun is already at like four seventy five, mm-hmm. and it's just it just keeps going, and then it's like it's gonna be Tom Cruise's first billion dollar movie, it, which I can't believe he hasn't been in. I one know yet. it's it's pretty wild. Um, I would have thought that one of the Mission Impossibles would have done that yet. You know, I think mm-hmm. Fallout like was knocking on eight hundred, and then it didn't mm-hmm. even get there. Like none of them. Are that which I mean that's gonna change now. Oh this yeah, movie the is next, so huge. Yeah, the next and the next one looks so good. Yeah, it's it's insane and just to to see that it's so encouraging. And for the first time, I think in a long time, probably even pre-pandemic, we've oh shit, we've had all three the top three movies at the box office this weekend all grossed over forty million dollars, which has never oh, good. That's fucking awesome and. What's crazier is Top Gun made like six million less than Lightyear's opening weekend, mm-hmm. and that just came out. And Top Gun's in its fourth weekend, so <laughs> that just goes to show you how strong Top Gun is and how kind of DOA Lightyear was, which is mm. unfortunate because that movie's fun. But 
it was a confusing sell, I guess. That movie. I mean, I had fun with it. I also I, there's something hasn't the, hasn't there been kind of a drop off with like the Pixar movies lately. The problem is, is it because of Disney Plus? They've and, dropped every single one of them on Disney Plus since onward. And they kind of shot themselves in the foot. They there. shot themselves in the foot by doing that because they taught audiences to expect Pixar yeah. on Disney Plus. Pavlov, which is terrible. What do you expect. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a terrible thing to do because now you've fucked over that company. Then again, fifty million dollars is no bad opening like that's no, a pretty yeah, solid opening and it's money. better than every single animated mm-hmm. movie has opened in the past two years mm-hmm. three years really um and that's like a solid that's a solid opening but i think we were all expecting like 80 plus mm-hmm. you know and it didn't get there and it was beaten by jurassic world in its second weekend which is pretty fucking crazy because nobody saw that coming mm-hmm. um yeah so but yeah, that's a little box office talk, and mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick's really good. If you haven't seen it, it's yeah, I don't know how you haven't everybody seen it. Yeah, literally. literally. I feel like everybody has seen it. <laughs> like it's insane. Um, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good movie. I think like I think Edge they the did seat, like a poll. The whole final act. I, I love oh it. hell yeah! They did a poll recently where it was like, I think it was like sixteen percent of the audience that has seen Top Gun like recently are seeing it like for the you know whatever amount of time. Mm-hmm. And they said like four yeah. percent of that audience has seen it like four. Yeah, more I than wanted four to times. see it again. I just haven't I hadn't gotten the chance to. But I'm yeah. sure it'll be in there for a while. <laughs> it'll be out for a long time, especially. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to put that one on streaming anytime soon because mm-hmm. it's just making. Yeah, and it's, they'd be so. I am. Not, it's refreshing to see, even though it is still like an older franchise and not like something technically completely new. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see some competition in there. It is it's really cool nice. to see that it's not all Disney with star wars or or marvel yeah you know you got it's something you got some other be, stuff in there and it's I hope that shaping that... up to be a very 2015 summer if anybody what, remembers that what was 2015 2015 was a lot of this you know yeah. it was it was um it was a good year and this is a great year as it turns mm-hmm. out for the box office but it's interesting because we had a marvel movie in 2015 that kind of underperformed dropped off pretty fast what age of ultron it? oh yeah. yeah and on you know Doctor Strange, with that opening, I'm not saying Doctor Strange is a disappointment, it's certainly not, but Doctor mm-hmm. Strange's opening would have suggested something in the $600 million domestic mm-hmm. range, and probably mm-hmm. even a billion dollars, and it's not going to get to a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a fail at all. It's, it's It made like nine fifty, which is fantastic. The first one didn't... first one didn't come anywhere yeah, near that, but this one, Doctor Strange this one is because it's a, a lot. Character, but yeah. I think people were excited about the multiverse and him coming off of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. so I think people, and especially with that opening... Mm-hmm. That was like it made 187 million dollars opening mm-hmm. weekend. That's like, that would signal, at least a 600 million dollar, cum usually mm-hmm. probably so what, what 500. Else, what else came out in 2015? Uh, Jurassic World. Oh yeah. And then that movie, <laughs> that movie did like great and surpassed yeah. the Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so That's that was right. like an anomaly. That was a huge hit. And now this out. summer we have Top Gun being that anomaly, where it's like mm-hmm. nobody saw this coming, and it mm-hmm. overtakes the Marvel movie. Jurassic World might even overtake the Marvel movie by the end of it. Who knows? I'll see how it holds mm-hmm. over the next coming weeks, um, and then, and then you in 2015 you also had Minions, and then in this summer right, we had another, Minions too. Minions. <laughs> yep, and then you have the other Marvel movie coming out in a couple weeks. I think Thor might do better than Doctor Strange, which is crazy. It could. It could. It could do it. It could do it, and it has all of July kind of to itself. Mostly. Yeah, especially if it has like no competition or anything. Like, yeah, a lot of the competition is on streaming that month. Mm-hmm. Speaking of streaming, we can jump into our shows. Yes. Good little segue there. Mm-hmm. Um, we can. What do you want to start with? 
You want to start with the, the short Stranger Things talk, and then we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll touch on Stranger Things. It's very good. Yeah, and we're gonna do more of a bigger discussion about it when the when it's all when over when the final two episodes come out mm-hmm. next fucking Friday. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll talk more about it then. But this season, I think, is the best already, just from the seven episodes that we've seen. I for sure need to go back and rewatch the whole show. Um. But this is definitely like my favorite season. At it's the like. The best story, the best villain, the best everything. It's yeah, like it's so long, but it's paced really well. I I just love that there is an actual tangible villain character right, right, that's right. also like a monster person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before it's always been this kind of like blob thing. Yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, it's playing on that like you're not supposed to understand it, like yeah. you know, in the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's what, like, what season three was kind of going for. And then in season yeah. one and two are playing off of that, like, alien vibe. Uh-huh. Where it's, like, again, this unknowable creature that, like, just has its own set of, like, uh, intentions that you mm-hmm. don't know. You're not privy to that. Um, so it's always, they haven't been humanized in a way that, like, you can make them, like, a villain besides just it being essentially a force of nature or, like, yeah. an animal. Yeah, yeah. Um... In this season, we finally have, like, a Freddy Krueger-esque villain. Not over-the-top in personality like Freddy Krueger, but, like, it's a a personality, a motivation, Mm -hmm. a a history that we actually can understand. And as that, you know, develops over the course of the season, as you learn who this villain is, it's cool. It's cool as fuck. And I cannot wait to see this epic conclusion. Hell yeah. Um, so and i i think someone's gonna die i do too I, somebody's gonna have to die because it's gonna be fucking wild yeah and there's gonna be tears mm-hmm. there's and already it, been tears yeah, yeah. in this and first part alone it looks incredible it like looks really absolutely good. amazing yeah um like watching stranger things and then going to some of the direction style and obi-wan and i'm like okay i feel like it's, it's kind of weird. weird how like Stranger Things looks like way better than than, than Star Wars. Like, than Star Wars. <laughs> than fucking Star Wars. And they're both TV shows with high budgets. Yep. Not sure how that happened, but. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing with Stranger Things is like it's funny now how like I now feel nostalgic for a time period that I didn't, I wasn't alive for. Right. Because Stranger Things season one started in like 2016, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like. That was like when we were in high school. Yeah. And so now it's like I'm nostalgic for this old time when I when I turn on season four of Stranger Things. It's like, ah, yes, these familiar people and places and, yeah. and the music. And, yeah. and I'm like, it's a good vibe. I, yeah, I just, it felt, it hit good real vibe. good is what yeah. I'm, I'm trying to say. No, it was definitely. good. It was, it was good. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's a good show. And mm-hmm. we're excited to talk about it mm-hmm. more in depth when it mm-hmm. finishes next week. Um, we can talk about Miss Marvel real quick too, because yeah. we haven't seen. We both have not seen the third episode yet. It it mm. is released, but we haven't watched yes. it yet at the time of this recording. Um, but the first two episodes are really fun. Yeah, like they're it. great. I like it. Um, I I really hope that they stick the landing this time because I feel yeah. like every Disney Plus Marvel show has started great, mm-hmm. and then by the end of it, it's just the like A slog, yeah. and that's it. Like it just. Like, Moon Knight, I thought was going to be the Disney Plus show that, like, nope. kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then, like, that last episode is so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, know. like, I don't know why they make the choices that they do. Um, yeah. 
I mean, like Loki, I think is still the most consistently good one. Like it, yeah. it, 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 it doesn't end terribly. No. Uh, WandaVision could have been the best. And then that ended just kind of a little wonkily. I know. You know it, it just... I look back fondly on WandaVision, but I, I, yeah, I did have too. a lot of problems with it. But, um, but yeah, I, I just, I couldn't believe as I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, like they, they got somebody with like a pulse to direct it. I know. Like the cinematography is amazing. Like, yeah, it, it's, it, like, it's a lot better than other shows. You can <laughs> tell that it is a show that was like every shot had to be planned. And, and, like, it was giving me, like, because, like, the only show that I've seen recently that kind of gave me these vibes is, is Euphoria. Like, how every, like, every <laughs> shot is, like, feels like they really planned it they, out. They thought And they wanted it, yeah. to do something cool and unique, even though it's just a bunch of teenagers talking to each other. Right. And, and, and that's, that's what they that's do with... comparison. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I just pulled the... I don't know if you've ever seen that meme where it's, like, person who's only ever seen Boss Baby seeing their second movie and being it's like, I'm getting, too. I'm getting boss, boss baby, baby vibes, vibes from this. Yeah. <laughs> but right. uh, I don't know if I just did that, but <laughs> no, I, you watch other shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's like, there's just so much cool stuff with the camera work and yeah. like, it really feels like there's like personality to this. I'm so happy because so much like recent Disney stuff has been just uh, like visually just uninteresting i know in a lot of ways my thing with the disney plus shows and this still remains but this one has been kind of giving me that Mm -hmm. where it's like okay like show me why it needs to be a show and why we can't just save money and do a movie Mm -hmm. every single disney plus show with the exception of wandavision really has all been like yeah no we didn't need to make this a six episode thing yeah they should have they could have easily been movies it could have been movies and it would have been quicker and it would have been better more concise. Miss Marvel's like the first one. I mean, besides, I guess What If as well. What If and well, WandaVision yeah, yeah, and now I, I'm Ms. not Marvel. even counting Yeah, I don't that. count that either. But Miss Marvel and um, WandaVision are the only two so far that I've been like, this needed to be a TV show. And and I and I feel it and I, I like the pacing of it and yeah. it doesn't feel like we're just sitting on our hands waiting mm-hmm. for something to happen. Um yeah, there I is like something the about that pacing. The pacing, it it's feels good. like it's structured as episodes. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's really good. I, it I, is. I, I have a lot of fun with it. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm not looking for like craziness in this show. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of liking the whole like, I've seen this comparison a lot, but like, I'm kind of liking the more harmless, like Disney channel vibe. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, absolutely. there's no real, like big world ending antagonist. I mean, we're only two episodes so in. So far. Yeah. So I we'll, mean, we'll see, see. <laughs> what happens. How I like they... that the guy from No Way Home is in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It, the little, little tie-ins like that. Yeah. Nothing crazy. And it actually ties in with the plot and isn't just like a useless cameo. No. And it's fun. And mm-hmm. you know, Captain Marvel showing up. Oh yeah, I'm sure by the end of it she's like, gonna right? show like, up. Like right, like it's gotta be. And she, because she the, is uh, Miss Marvel's gonna be in Captain Marvel too, right? Yes, that yeah. The Marvels, the Marvels, the Marvels is gonna have her Monica Rambeau, Rambeau from from WandaVision. Yeah, and uh, that'll be fun. I, I'm yeah. excited to see that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, definitely. And and, it, and and the actress for Kamala Khan is doing. She's a, so good. Wonderful, and job. she's a fan. Like I've seen a lot yeah, of things about her talking about it. A like, nerd, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Like that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all the characters are great. I I love the just the way it explores like her Muslim heritage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like it just it's cool. It's different. It's unique. It like, is. I, it's fun. You, you're, you're. I'm like I've I have no idea what that's like. 
living in like within that culture. So it's cool getting to see that from her point of view. Yeah. And it's that universal shit where you're like, I can still relate to some Mm -hmm. of this. Like I've wanted to go out and go Mm -hmm. to a stupid party and my parents haven't let me. Oh yeah. And you know, shit like that. And same thing with like, I mean, it, these two things are very similar in, in structure and plot so far, but turning red, Mm. another thing where Mm. I'm like, I was never a girl and I, (laughs) I never had to, you know, deal with these things. Mm. Um, but you relate to them because you're like, yeah, it's well written. I've been in a point where I've been annoyed with my mom or like, mm-hmm. you know, embarrassed of my dad. Um, there's been moments like that where it's mm-hmm. and we and it's universal and that's how you connect mm-hmm. to it. Um, it's also not afraid to uh, get a get into some touchy subjects uh, right. because episode two, as we we just mentioned, the guy from No Way Home, he was like, oh yeah, we're already right. we're yes. already monitoring their community anyways or something like that but it was basically like bringing up like the history of like how over monitored these communities uh-huh. are at like post 9-11 yeah because of right. islamophobia he said, go, like go to the mosque something beer or something yeah, like that yeah like yeah it was like it yeah was like it was like yeah he's just continuing like, careful, what, you know it's continuing like... what you were doing yeah. before when we were harassing these people because we believe that they're terrorists mm-hmm. that is like like the fact that they're bringing that up, like and very directly pointing to it, I was like, awesome that they are yeah. it's covering adult. this stuff. Yeah, yeah it's they're not they're, like they're you know they're taking off the gloves a little bit, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, it kind of reminds me of what they did with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where they're like, yeah, we're right. going to talk about these issues and not hold back with it. Like, mm-hmm. and if you're uncomfortable with that, like you can leave. <laughs> like these yeah. are real things, real issues that are happening. That was the best stuff about that show. Mm-hmm. And then now this show is like, is also touching, is on, touching that. on that too. And, but there's also a really good story this time. Yes. Too, which yeah. is fun. Or like at least like good characters. Yes. Very um, good characters. Like I'm cool with this one taking its time a little bit more. Yeah. Like I don't really, I'm not, I'm in no yeah. hurry. I'm, I'm cool with me because mm-hmm. everything that we're doing is character building. Mm-hmm. Whereas with like Falcon and Winter Soldier, for example, it's like, let's stand in the hotel room and look at each other. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, what, like do something like it's, yeah. I've well, seen you guys be in movies before. What are yeah, we doing? Like yeah. fucking do something. I don't need mm-hmm. action, but fuck like this is boring. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff <laughs> yeah, like, like that. I don't remember what the whole middle of like that show. No, like, it was just them happened. in hotel rooms. Yeah. And I was like, what are, what yeah. is this? I mean, it's hard because it's like those did come up, like those were made during COVID I know. when they didn't know how to like. I know. Th- so it's hard to rag on those, I mean, but yes, that's what that was, happened. Yeah, I mean then. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we lived in a world where you could just delay shit until it was good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that also. <laughs> yeah, that is at the end of the day what they always should do yeah. is just wait and and wait till you can actually do yep. it. Yep. Uh, so far. Of waiting, but you have something else to just say. Just my before. only issue with the show oh, still okay. so far is they changed their powers. And I just, it's like, I hate, like, I don't mind. It's, They're still it's doing done the pretty well. Yeah. yeah. They are still doing the stretchy thing to me. It's just this aesthetic thing where it's like, like if they made a, um, a, a Captain America movie and he's shooting lasers out of his eyes, it's like, that's not what he does. <laughs> like, it's weird. But like with Captain Marvel, it's, oh, she's got the pretty crystally powers. Right. And it's like. It's supposed to be that she's stretchy and stuff. And okay, they do the stretchy thing still. Like she still makes constructs mm-hmm. yeah. that are stretchy. They should just leave it to that, where like her she creates constructs like from her body that grow out of her. Yeah. Instead, they're like, oh, she can create platforms and start jumping on things. It's like you're creating too much of like a divergence from like what this character is like visually supposed to look like. And I, I like when it comes to adapting characters, I prefer accuracy when it comes to like powers and stuff because it's like, what's the point of, you know? But they, uh, to be fair though, every other part of it is 
very well done. Yeah, uh, that's so. I think something's going to come into play with that too. Yes. I think like there's, I've there been are noticing theories. that this phase we're really focusing a lot on gods. Yes. So I have a feeling that's going to be our big kind of end game thing. Yeah, is something to do with gods and like the mm-hmm. this these these powers are coming from gods. And I think, you know, I mean, we have Shang-Chi with his rings. Mm-hmm. We have Kamala with her wristband thing. The Eternals. Um, Thor. Moon Knight. Thor. Be, oh, or yeah, the God Butcher. Um, yeah. And uh, what was the other thing I thought of? There's definitely something else in there where gods are involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thor. And then, um, yeah. I mean, uh, probably a stretch, but, like, do we have, we have all the Wanda, like, the, the Scarlet well, yeah, Witch, the Scarlet you know, Witch, and I mean, Yeah, those powers come from uh, Sidorak, is, I believe, the, the, the even Yeah, name oh, Black drop. Panther, gods. Yeah, know? there's gods in that, too. And there's, like, a they tie might... between that and Moon Knight, I mm-hmm. read, but I don't remember exactly what it was, but somebody's related to something in the Black Panther god is something oh, like yeah, the Moon Knight yeah, yeah, god, yeah, yeah. I don't know, something, there's mm-hmm. something there. I might have a little bit of a theory here, a little smidge of a theory, so... In the comics, there's this character named Quasar, who's also like a part of like the Captain Marvel like set okay. of characters, um, and they have these things called like the I forget what they are. The quantum bands is what okay. they're called, um, and that's what gives him his powers: his energy projectile pow- powers to make him like Captain Marvel and stuff like that. Yeah. And those bands come from this character called Eon, is like this god-like cosmic entity. Okay. There is a scene in the most recent Thor trailer that shows, uh, uh, what's her name, Jane Foster Thor, in a big room, which behind her has a ton of these representations of these cosmic beings from the Marvel comics. Like, Mm. there's, um, I think it had the Living Tribunal, the Watcher. Oh, cool. um, And a couple other characters, and one of them was Eon. And... So to tie that in with Captain Marvel, or sorry, Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. they said that they're trying to make her powers more related to the other Marvels and stuff, which is why they gave her like the light right, construct right, stuff. Right, 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 right. And now she has these magical bands that seem to give her cosmic powers. That seem to also be awakening something within her. Mm-hmm. And there might be a tie in here with her comic book origins, which is that she's an inhuman, and right. that that's something within her. Think and they're so, gonna make her eternal or something she's maybe not eternal but yeah. maybe who knows who knows what they're doing because they are definitely making their own identity for her and her powers yeah. and like what so they're probably just going to take bits and pieces of their own stuff that they've already set up in yeah. the mcu and taking bits and pieces from the comics and kind of mixing it, it up yeah. doing their own thing with it so it, it's who knows what it's going to happen we'll but see. That, those are some weird little tie-ins that, I, that i've noticed yeah um it's interesting yeah uh Fucking Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> the new Star Wars show on Disney Plus. It's uh, I mean the whole thing's out now. The finale just came out today. Yes. Um, I don't think we yeah we no, yeah, we, we didn't mentioned touch this. We, didn't we didn't touch, touch on, on this it. at all as it was ongoing. So here we are, fresh to talk about the whole fucking thing, which should have just been a movie, as I've been saying. Yeah. Um, it's a mixed bag for me. I'm gonna have to hot take. With, with this one. I don't think it's a hot take. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I... It's disappointing. Because this was the this was the show that, like, as soon as we knew that this was, like, an option for something that could be made, 
it was like, oh god, we need to get an Obi-Wan show. Yeah. And it was, this show exists because of the fanfare, because of the, like, people just begging to have Ewan McGregor come back for yeah. some kind of in-between little story. And originally it was supposed to be a movie. And then they chopped it up and turned it into a show. Mm-hmm. And it should have still been a movie. <laughs> this, they, they, they absolutely should have been a movie. And, um, yeah, there's a, I have a lot of issues with it. Do you, what do you want to say about it? Um, for me, it started off really, really strong. I yeah, liked, episode one's I liked good. episode one a lot. And, um, I talked with, uh, Max on Galaxy the Film about it. And I said, we both kind of agreed, like, oh, this is the best thing they've put out so far. Like, those first two episodes were, and, and he was at Star Wars Celebration and he got to watch it oh, wow. with yeah, everybody yeah. there. That's right. So he was really into it. And then I was like, and then I, they announced that they were putting it on midnight mm-hmm. and i texted him i'm like yo is this worth staying up he's like absolutely um and i said all right fuck it like so i stayed up late watched both of them and i'm like this is awesome i love it i'm so excited and i i was agreeing with him like this is the best thing disney plus has ever put out awesome awesome and then like episode three and four happened and i was like all right like let's see where mm, we're going here yeah. and then um five is pretty good uh, i really like five i I think five, four was like the worst one. Oh I think, yeah, absolutely. Right? Four. Then, I don't four remember what happened. Did, three was when they fought. That yeah. one, So I like that one too, uh-huh. um, even though that has some problems there. Mm-hmm. But I like that one. I was like into that. I'm like, this is fun. Even though I was like, I know people were talking about how Vader was like the they did the voice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I knew immediately that it wasn't James Earl Jones. I knew it was like pre-recorded shit because okay. in Rogue One he sounds older. Yeah, yeah, that that was surprising to me. I was like expecting kind of like an older sounding voice. It was voice weird. And, and then younger. even when whenever he talks, it feels like disjointed. When he was like, "I am what you made me," and I'm like, "Yeah, this feels like something." What's weird, weird is that it. I don't know if you have noticed this, but it, it sounds like the inflections of Hayden Christensen. Some parts of it are in there for sure, especially with, with the recent one. Yeah you know, they actually outright do that. But like, but like even when he's talking early, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me being a nerd being like, Oh, well I know Hayden Christensen's in like in the suit and he's on set and stuff. And I wonder, you know, I'm thinking in my own head, like imagining Hayden Christensen's voice without the whole Vader shit and him reading these lines. Maybe that's just why I feel like it kind of sounds like it. Like I'm just, Maybe. Making myself think that way. I mean, but I'm sure there's a combination I, I'm, of things. Exactly. Especially I think it's, where... They had Hayden Christensen read the lines. They maybe had um, uh, James Earl, Earl Jones read the lines in, in modern times now, and then they synthesize his voice right. through Something's all this crazy shit. Happened. And it's weird that like they went all through all this effort to make the Vader's voice sound young, and then when Hayden Christensen actually shows up, he looks like he's 40 during like pre attack oh, of the, the clones. flashback yeah yeah <laughs> like they didn't even they didn't touch him up like at all <laughs> like he had like a little bit of makeup maybe but kind of worked i'm fine it's mind. whatever it's yeah. just it's just like i'm glad they didn't do the bullshit like they usually it's do. not and that they could have done a little bit yeah and it would have been great obi-wan didn't need any I just, I was, he yeah obi-wan great. he looked fine he, he looked great he was totally fine um but i mean yeah hayden looks i mean that yeah. movie was what 20 years ago now yes. so it's like they both look yeah. a little different, but I mean, he wouldn't. But then they go well. through all this fucking effort to do like Mark Hamill, and I know. it's like, why are you so inconsistent with this? Just, I know. anyways, yeah, but, but yeah, it, it worked. But you know, it's it was mm. it was a little bit much. But then as we kept going, I was kind of like, you know what? I think it just 
feels really cheap. There's yeah. something very cheap about it. And as we kept going, I still like overall, I really don't have, I don't really care to like, I don't know. It's something I watched every Wednesday morning. Yeah, it was. And it was did, like fun. It did not have the hype that it should have. No, it didn't. But it was, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, I watched it. I enjoyed it while it was on. And uh, I'm probably not going to think about it much beyond mm-hmm. this. But, I mean, there are moments in this show that I will be like, I will get hype if they're in like a clip reel of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll be like, yo, this fucking moment was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get like really cool shit in the show. Like we get fucking the whole end fight, which I mean, everybody's like praising it like the second coming. I thought it was fine. But yeah, it was just fine. It was just fine. I didn't think it was like incredible. I did think it was really fucking cool to see Obi-Wan just like fucking yeah, become he, he, Jesus. Like yeah, he was just yeah. throwing rocks and shit. It was awesome. <laughs> and then to see, I know it's the exact same scene from rebels but i didn't mind it because i i thought it was cool to see hayden christensen in the suit um because there's always been a little bit of a disconnect for me with that me too seeing this villainous scary villain in the original trilogy and and then watching the prequels and being like i I can't buy for a minute that this whiny bitch is in that suit but now actually seeing that and i mean hearing the part of it is like undisputed because it's like i mean yeah you're showing it to me so obviously that's the case um, and but the it fills in, it fills in the, the blanks in your head. It does. Like, oh, it, it makes okay, me feel it. better about it. And now it's like, okay, well, time has passed. Mm-hmm. Maybe now he's... I mean, still, even in this show, when he's beaten, he is a whiny bitch. Like, he's just like, <laughs> Obi-Wan! Get back here and die! But you know, I, I just, like it now. It, like, I see that as almost like that's... It works because it's like he's yeah. he's in this weakened state. So now that little bit of Anakin's coming out, right? And it's like, so oh, it's like this is so pathetic. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like he's a, he's a yeah. little robot man. Yeah, and he's such a shell of what he once mm-hmm. was. Um, so I I liked it. I really I I really I honestly like thought every character except for Obi Wan and Anakin was a throwaway yep. garbage character. Yep, all of them. Um, every except I really did. I liked seeing. Um, Owen and Baru, I thought they were good. Yeah. They're fine. You know, they don't have enough, but they're good yeah, when yeah. they're there. Um, I mean, all uh, Bail Organa, like, all the people that we've seen before, I liked, mm-hmm. that have been in the previous mm-hmm. movies, like Owen and Baru. I, I liked Bail a Organa. lot of the scenes with o- Obi-Wan and Leia. They had some really good yeah. conversations. Yeah. Like, the, their send-off is great, where he talks about, like, you know, uh, uh, your your mother and, and your right. father. That was like a great moment. And, got, yeah. and they, they had a lot of good interactions with each other. I think yeah. that was... I thought that was pretty consistently good throughout the show, was, like, there. Maybe early on, it was a little annoying. Yeah. I was just, like, trying to run away from him and that stuff. Was and it's like, why are you yeah. doing this? But also, like, I... I was a little, like, put off initially, and still even kind of now, that they're focusing so much on Leia. Like, I was just like, why is she such a massive part of the show when in the original trilogy, it almost seems like Luke is more aware of who Obi-Wan is mm-hmm. than Leia. Right. I have to rewatch New Hope now Because literally, like, oh, Ben Kenobi, Ben Kenobi, you know Ben Kenobi. Like, that's Luke <laughs> yeah. every scene. He's, like, yeah. excited about it because he's, like, the old hermit that's, like, around Tatooine. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, I could buy that. But then Leia's, like, my father served with you in the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's And it's a like, why is there no a... connection there? I, yeah. You could say it's because, oh, that's how Reva found out about Luke, so they're trying to be careful over the intercom. I don't... Think, uh, like, maybe. Like, maybe. But it's like... I mean, even... I mean, they even kind of explain it at the end when he's like, we... If, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if exactly ever, what he says. Oh, yeah. But if it ever, was something like, be discreet. Like, yeah. we don't need to 
you know, if you see me, don't hug me. Yeah. Shit like that, where mm-hmm. it's like, let's keep it low-key that we know each other. Because mm-hmm. your father almost just yeah. got you So they, 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 they do try to cover it up a little bit with, with stuff like that. Yeah, sure. a little bit. And then... Um, they also, they, they fix the... Uh, because originally in, in the first Star Wars, you know, when it was made, yeah. Darth Vader was not Anakin Skywalker. Uh, his name was literally Darth Vader. Like, first name, last name. Uh, like, when that was made. Like, Darth was not, like, a title at the time. Okay. So, like, when Obi-Wan meets him and, he, and, and they're about to fight and he's like, Oh, I'm more powerful than you now, Darth. Or whatever. Like, he just calls him Darth. Oh, right. And then in, this, in the final episode, he just calls... Anakin Darth and it feels kind of like an insult like you are just a Sith and that is not that's it like you are a lackey to the Sith and right. that, that's why you just call yeah, him that and I, I like that I like that they made that make a little bit of sense those are like the weird little like fan servicey things that I feel like kind of add on to it like in a good way because it's just a line of dialogue it felt it's like not they like didn't a whole they really didn't distract put thing. the story first they really like oh, yeah. it definitely and I read I think I read they uh rewrote a lot of the scripts because it was too dark or something originally they said it was too close to stuff with like the mandalorian and you could easily see right. why because right. it's the same fucking like we're filming on this in eric's uh living room and you know and we're <laughs> but it, it it's the it's the and we got to take care of a little kid the whole time right. thing. that yeah. formula has been used done to death yeah we, we just had the man the, the mandalorian is about that it's <laughs> this special child that we must that's Jax. connected to the Force yeah. in some way. That's also kind of in a weird way, like a legacy version of another character, right? And then like, it, like we have to take care of them the whole time, and they're cute and they're a baby, and that's it. And then yep. like that, the, the same thing again for Obi Wan. Like if there wasn't like a Boba Fett buffer in there, like it's the same kind of story again. Yeah. And it's like, why can we please come up with a new story like format? Why, sh- like. I, and and I do appreciate that at the very least they shifted focus from Luke to Leia, um, yeah. Because that is it, it's different from what would be a little bit more expected. Yeah. It makes sense. The only reason why Luke would, or sorry, why uh, Obi Wan would leave the planet is to go save would Leia. be to save Leia. <laughs> That's no the only reason. other person yeah. that he you needs know. to look after. And yeah, like Luke's got a whole ton of fucking stories and stuff. Like yeah. we we don't need any more about like his childhood and stuff like that. Like no. it, so, it's cool to go in that direction, and but yeah, episode four is completely filler. Adds absolutely nothing to the story. The I just don't understand why it's just made this way. It's like. Episode three is kind of where I realized, like, ooh, what is going on here? This isn't as good as I thought. Because, like, when... Because Deborah Chow, the the director of of this series, directed episode three of The Mandalorian, season one. And as soon as that episode ended, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait for Obi-Wan. Because she is an incredible director. Mm -hmm. That was, like... I think that's honestly, like, my favorite episode of the original season. Because just the the emotional like story of like the Mandalorian realizing I cannot leave this child behind to yeah. be taken by the empire. Right. I, I need to save them. And then he's about to die. It's so intense. You have like a whole army of bounty hunters shooting at him. And it's like, it's such an amazingly well done sequence mm-hmm. that at, like there's a ton of buildup and suspension and it's a great episode. And then watching episode three of Obi-Wan, 
it 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 feels so flat and cheap in a lot of these kind of moments that are supposed to feel really big and epic. And it, it occurred to me like when <clears throat> Obi-Wan faces Darth Vader for the first time. And on paper, I love the idea that Obi-Wan is so terrified of Darth Vader and not only because, you know, he's this scary presence or whatever and he's a danger and a threat, but because it's Anakin and he knows it's Anakin and he cannot face his past and he cannot face this this huge mistake that he's made. Right. And so he runs away from him. But the way it's shot is really goofy. Like, and like I told this to somebody and they were like, oh, well, you know, well, go watch... A New Hope, and that's goofy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand, like, this scene is supposed to be serious. Like, A New Hope isn't goofy when it's trying to be serious. You know, like, it doesn't have that... And it's also would be intentional if it was. Here, it's like the way... It's like this flat, wide shot of Obi-Wan in the middle of this plain, boring, fucking wasteland desert that we've seen a quintillion times in other Star Wars yeah. things. And, you know, he un he unsheaths the lightsaber, or, or sheaths it back, I guess, the word, or retracts it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then he just kind of awkwardly shuffles off screen. It yeah. feels like an in-between take that shouldn't have been in the final cut. And it's like, if you wanted this to be this intense scene, it would be, you know, he, he gets rid of the lightsaber, and then suddenly it's dark. Because they're fighting at night. But what happens in this is that they're, like, completely lit anyways. So it's like he's trying to run away from Darth Vader, but, like, there's nowhere to hide. It's literally just a flat, open area. Where are you going? Like, you're trying to hide in the darkness, but, like, we as an audience can see you clearly, bright as day. So I'm like, does Vader see him just awkwardly shuffling off screen right now? Is that what happens? And then they keep meeting up. Like, Vader will come pop out of the darkness, pop out of the darkness and start fighting. And I was like, this is weird the way that's shot. And then they end up doing it ten times better the next episode. Where where Obi-Wan sneaks up on the two uh, stormtroopers. Storm yeah. Where it's completely pitch black. And then he turns on the lightsaber and then he kills one. And it's super cool. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what the previous episode should have looked like. Why did we not, why do we not know how to like shut off the light there but we do here yeah. and it would have made for a way more interesting and like intense like moment i don't know what there's some there's got to be other elements to it that like because i'm i'm just a guy who watches movies and took like a couple film classes i don't have like the exact expertise to know like the words of uh, how to explain why it feels so awkward and cheap in that fight it wasn't quite shot well yeah and they didn't block it out right and it was kind of an awkward thing because they're not filming on location they're filming on this fucking stage. And yeah, that I mean, they just people keep to cut corners. People, I mean, the thing is, is, is that the Mandalorian looks incredible. Well, that's what I mean. You don't like have a Man- good DP. Yeah, doing yeah, the that's the issue. Greg is, Frazier did the Mandalorian. Yeah, and it looks amazing because he's shooting on this thing and he knows how to make use of the environment. Yeah. Whereas, I don't know who did this show, but it's not shot mm-hmm. well because it's awkward and there are big massive open spaces and yeah. they're not being creative with exactly where they place a the lack characters. of creativity in the environment yes like if okay you want to play up this horror element all right let's put them in like uh, an environment that looks similar to like uh where the duel is in in empire strikes back at the end 
where it's these cor- these tight corridors. It's dark. There's like random gas shooting up everywhere. I think this planet that they're on is supposed to be like a mining colony. Right? They're not on Tatooine. No, they're not on Tatooine. So anymore. why even do so? A why are we? Yeah. It's a, it's another desolate wasteland <laughs> planet. And it was like at least could we have done this on the episode from the or on the planet from the previous episode where it was like neon lights and like you know these kind of right. dirty, yeah. gross like cities and stuff. Like that would have been fun if they were fighting there and they ended up in some industrial like crazily designed area that like heightens the story and like where Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are are like in their personal journeys because mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do with an environment and in, in a scene like this it's supposed to to heighten that like Mustafar the Mustafar fight is so amazing because of how well it ties in with the characters and the story that's why that fight is still top tier and while it won't it, it just you know, this new one kind of pales in comparison. It feels like this extra stapled on thing. Like they had their big final climactic fight already. It, it, it happened. And you can't try to bring that back unless you you put in that same level of creativity. Yeah. It was interesting to see how like this show by the end of it, ultimately accomplishes nothing. Like it's it's interesting. Like it's, it's like they, they build a relationship with Leia or he does. Yeah. And that's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And we get to see Qui-Gon. That was Oh, cool. that was... I hated it. No? Not like because it? I, I wanted to see Qui-Gon the whole show. The, the first shot of Obi-Wan is him basically, like, calling out to Qui-Gon. Right. So I'm like, oh, all right. They're setting up that when Qui-Gon shows up, and it's probably going to be the last episode, it's going to be a pivotal moment. It's going to be important. It's going to be something that means a lot to Obi-Wan, and it's going to probably be what sets him on the path to like be able to overcome Darth Vader. No, he just shows up for two seconds in the last episode. It says one line, and it's like after the whole journey's over, and then they leave. And I'm like, what was the point of building this up for the whole... Like I. The point was to hopefully get a season two. Yeah, and that's, that's what... what that, and, that, and it's just... Just make one show, please. Just make the one season. Worry about a season two later. I don't even just want. Make, I don't even. I don't. I, I don't, don't want, want a season two. What are they going to do with the season two? Okay, it's okay. Because probably they're probably going to be like, okay, maybe we could do Darth Maul now, because he was going to be the villain in season one. All right. Well, we're trapped in the same situation where like you can't in, end uh, that storyline either because it's already been concluded. Because yeah. it's like, do you really want him to meet Darth Vader again? Again? Like this, like if they meet again after this season, like come the fuck on! Like what else can you do? Like I think it it it, it works in like comic books and stuff where it's like all right, like here's a couple different events and we're gonna squeeze a bunch of comic books that happen in between right. to fill stuff out. But I feel like it doesn't work as well with like these big epic definable chapters like Star Wars. Yeah, where it's like these characters had this big thing happen to them. And then it's meaningful when they met, met up in the next movie. So trying to fill that up, like, I, I found out recently that, like, well, not recently, years ago, but that, like, Luke and Vader fought, like, a, several more times between, like, five and six and stuff like that. And, and between four, no, sorry, between four and five, they, like, fought each other. And stuff like yeah, like in the comics, they like have moments where like you know the whole gang ha- runs into Darth Vader again. It's like this is canon, like all this stuff, like because it kind of re- takes away from the impact yeah, of knowing that these are the big moments where these characters have these moments. So it's like, what's the point of like what 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 is new added to the table here? Really? What 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 really 
is starting to be clear to me is that like literally everything besides movies is supplementary you can watch it if you want to material yeah like it's like the comic books and i feel like there's a place for that you know like that... i know but but like but it's it's weird now because it's like you got this uh-huh. like prestigious show with all of the actors back from mm-hmm. the prequels and it feels inconsequential yeah. and it feels like yeah you didn't need to watch this you didn't need to like it doesn't and affect i feel like and it be- feels like a marvel show I, I feel like it's because they they made it like this action-packed adventure where obi-wan goes on this whole thing and going yeah. from hopping from planet to planet being captured and not captured and going and blah 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 and when it should have been a lot more focused on a character study yeah. Because then it would feel more Oh, yeah. Worth. That's why it, it should have been a fucking movie. Yeah. It, you could it, do a Logan movie yes. with Obi-Wan yes. and then have it chill. And that would have been like, okay, us seeing this journey of like seeing how Obi-Wan goes from like being sad at the end of episode yes. three to being this confident, like, you know, right. badass mentor by, by episode four. Okay, cool. Let's do that. That's your, your mission. But I feel like there's so much extra stuff going around. It's so unnecessary. Yeah. We didn't need the Inquisitors in the show at all, we, I feel like. Yeah, at the end of the... So, I, I will defend Reva. Because the idea that gets brought up with Reva is that she exists the way she is only because of the fallout of Obi-Wan and Anakin. Like, their conflict basically created her. Because if it wasn't for that going as badly as that did, she never would have witnessed all that horrible stuff. She never would have had that trauma that would have turned her into a, an inquisitor and to, to have her turn to the dark side. And so and, yeah, Obi-Wan is partially responsible for her, just the same way he's partially responsible for Darth Vader. And so she, having Obi-Wan face like these characters that are like the result of his actions... It's a pretty cool idea. It is. I think. Like it's it's a it really seeps into that idea that like he feels guilty over this shit. Yeah. So here's a character who's doing these actively terrible things <laughs> because of him. And by the end, when she learns to, you know, stop being fueled so much by hatred and that she's become the same monster that, you know, she wants to get revenge on. And she lifts herself out of that and breaks that cycle of violence. And Obi-Wan gets to see that. He gets to see that and he goes, okay, like there is hope for the future. And and that my mistakes cannot are not going to be these just permanent red stains on my ledger. And and I and I maybe the show could have leaned into that a little harder. Yeah. Maybe I'm extrapolating and a bit too much. maybe she should have died. Because there's something really weird about her knowing all of this shit yeah, and not a, saying anything. Exactly. And, but it's, but it, it also comes from like eight different like contrivances. Like, it's so why weird. did Darth Vader not like make sure she was super dead? They were like, yeah, it's, we're going to yeah, leave you here. so dumb. And this, oh God, this is the other huge contrivance that I need to bring up. So, this happens a lot in like comic books and stuff where like... You have a character like the Flash. He's absurdly overpowered. He can move at the speed of light in like a second. And, you know, people still will be able to escape him or whatever. A lot of the time they try to write in a reason why that happens. Why somebody can escape him or defeat him or whatever. They could dodge like core allegations too. Or, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other topic. It's a good power, yes. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Um... Uh, but like, and and one other technique you could do is if you're a writer and you have like the Flash get gets hit by somebody, 
you go, all right, I'm not going to have any ridiculous feats of speed in this particular story that I'm doing. To not draw attention to the fact that I just did this. Right. So, in Obi-Wan, in episode three, this is the other thing that just left the weird bad taste in my mouth about episode three. Really great scene. Oh, uh, Darth Vader, like, lights up all the sand mm-hmm. on fire. He grabs Obi-Wan with the force from across the, the, the sea of flames. And then right. he drags Obi-Wan in there. And, he, you know, that was cool. It was a great scene. And then he, he puts the fire out because he wants to bring Obi-Wan back to the ship and, and torture him more. Yeah. Then they blow up the canister. And then the, the sea of flames opens up again. And then he just, like, looks at him. And lets him leave. And the droid slowly walks over and, and I'm like, him. well, he he, Darth Vader not only just lifted Obi Wan from that same distance two seconds ago, and dragged, him but he him. also just put that fire out two seconds ago. Right. And I'm like, what? Why did? That's so stupid. And then two episodes later, you have the ship scene. Where the ship is like about to like oh, enter into like, fucking yeah. hyperdrive, and he just grabs it out of the sky and brings it down and rips it to shreds, and it's this insane show of force. They should have shown him totally winded, because then that would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's just this insane, ridiculous show of power that I don't even think they've like shown in like the movies. Really, it's mostly no. in the movies they don't Video really tend to shit. use yeah. the force like that much. They'll be no. like, "Hey, look, I lifted this thing." And, you know, it's, you know, crazy when they do it, but they don't tend to use it much in the duels as often. Yeah. Uh, and and it's like two episodes later, he does this absurd feat of strength. And I was waiting for, oh, I purposefully let Obi-Wan go so that he would lead us to the rebel base or whatever. And that never comes up. No. Episode four does it. Reva does that on purpose. Right. But why did Darth Vader just let him go? And there's no explanation for that. He what, just you mean lets like, him why go. did he grab the other ship? Not, well, that too. But also, but like in episode three, why did he Why does he just let Obi-Wan go? And it's really poor writing. Oh, it's the like, droid dragon yeah, yeah, like literally... No, yeah, that's dumb. Because when you're a writer, you can, you know... You can come up with reasons for things. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, how are we going to get Obi-Wan to escape from Darth Vader? I don't know. Have a ton of rebels attack. Boom. Like, you know, all of a sudden he's about to capture him and it's not just one sniper, you know, 20 feet away that Darth Vader should have been like, oh, that's a sniper over there and and like chokes her to death. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I I, I mean, that that you could have like a couple dozen people show up and then like in that skirmish, Obi-Wan's gone and he's like, God damn it, I'm pissed off now. Instead, he just watches as this guy drags him away. It's like, I, I don't understand. And people have said, like, oh, well, he wanted to fight him at his peak or whatever. And I'm like, he was just about to capture him two seconds ago. Why did he change his mind within two seconds? And then for him it's to, like, writing. for him to literally just, like, for no reason at all, walk through that village and just, like, kill people. Kill. Like, just murder people mm-hmm. in the village. When he's, like, when he's like trying to lure Obi-Wan out. Mm-hmm. And then two episodes later, Reva, who's, like, yeah. literally betrayed him and yeah. is, like, gonna... And while that him. was kind of a part of the plan, like, he has no reason not to fucking... But right in that moment, okay, I'm gonna slice your fucking head yeah. off now. Yeah. Like, Why I'm they going just... to kill you. It's, and, it's... Like, instead of just stabbing her the same way the fucking or, or... white guy survived, yeah. the Inquisitor. Yeah. The same way he survived, like, three episodes ago. Yeah. He now just did to her. Because that's the thing with the Sith, is that, like, 
they they are too angry to die. That is Darth Maul survived. Fucking Palpatine managed to survive. Like I, I mean, Anakin is literally just a stub man who right. lit on fire yeah, yeah. with magma, and he's still alive. Their anger is what keeps them going. What do you think this this woman that you just stabbed is gonna do when she has, the, like you said, the same wound that this other dude who's totally fine? <laughs> right. Like he's gonna, she's gonna survive. And it's I was waiting sloppy. again. Is this gonna be some kind of plan? No, no plan. It was just they just left. It's really, and strange. it's super bad writing <laughs> it's just bad writing like that like i just don't think they needed to have like because i feel like it takes away from anakin and obi-wan which mm-hmm. is what the show was billed as and what it's supposed to be about to have like all of these inquisitors and all of these other fucking, and for them not to really do for them not to much. do anything besides reva who like is just a weird mm-hmm. like strange like poorly written character for the most part um, and I feel bad for that actress because she just got... And, and they hired her being like, hey, just so you know, you're going to get fucking killed online. <laughs> they, like, hired her and said that. Like, she was yeah. warned. And it's I like, mean, yeah, that, bro, that's... just write a good character. Uh-huh. I mean, and then, and then if she still gets death threats and shit, it's okay, these pieces of shit are just racist and horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then they can deal with that. But, yeah. like, yeah. for and you I, to I not some, even have a compelling character. I saw some character. fucking stupid shit about her. Like, I saw people complaining that... Obi-Wan was like on his knees in front of her in one scene because they were like, this is woke Disney trying to demasculate our our heroes with this black woman. And it's like these people, are they they need to touch grass. Like they need to get over themselves. Like you have like that annoying insurgency yeah, of the people. The vocal minority. Yeah, and and it, it makes it difficult to actually criticize when the, when the show kind of sucks because you don't want to be like, no, I'm not, well, I'm, I'm not, not racist, but no, it sucks. It's, like, yeah, it's like, I'm not, I, I like yeah. the actress. I think she's talented, mm-hmm. but like, what the fuck was mm-hmm. this? And character? I feel like she really only, she barely gets any moments to really shine. No. Eat too. Like no. they, they only really, she's kind of like a hokey villain for a lot of it. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, and it's I'd corny. say towards the end, like she got, a little bit more. A little like, bit better. I think the the, the the scene that I'm going to think about with Reba forever is when she's trying to intimidate a fucking 10-year-old and she's and not she's like being out. Yeah, she's like being out-intimidated. And it's like, her. wow. Like, yeah. what the fuck is this, guys? Uh-huh. Like, I, I was watching that and I'm just like... I, I'm totally taking this from Jeremy Johns. I watched his yeah. video. <laughs> but he said it best. Disney, who is no stranger to just, like, making 8,000 shows, should have made a fucking Inquisitor show following Reva, trying to get revenge on Vader... As its own separate As its thing. own series. Absolutely. And then they should have made an Obi-Wan movie, like Logan, mm-hmm. like we've been saying, and have it be, he's getting back in touch with the Force, he's he's mm-hmm. defeated, he failed, trying to get in touch with Qui-Gon, mm-hmm. all this shit, right? And then, you know, you can bring in other characters. You can you can bring in fucking dude from the video game. You can bring in mm-hmm. Quinlan Vos. You can bring in... You can still you can still have a really epic fight with Vader and have it line up in canon because in canon uh, I think this is another thing that Jeremy John said was like the whole reason the show exists like doesn't justify anymore because mm-hmm. he was saying the whole thing he had a problem with was in uh, I can't remember if it was Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back but Vader says to Luke Obi Wan once felt as you did and he saw the good in me too but it's like and yeah revenge they the didn't he's play like, with Yo, that at all i'm killing you yeah. like in revenge of the Sith, he wanted to kill him i, I think and then it's, in this, that doesn't happen it, it there's a moment where he said like 
it's not like explicitly stated, but I think through like the performances and like if you read into the dialogue a little bit more, because like when he, you know, after he rips off the scene from Ahsoka and Rebels, yeah. uh, he he's like, you know, I'm sorry, Anakin. Like, and you could tell that he's the very fact that he's trying, he's trying to, to he's trying to yeah, even yeah. say something to him, and then Anakin like completely shuts that down, and he says like, no, like, no, like you didn't kill Anakin that day, like. I did, and he's proud of it. He's proud of that, and but it almost makes Obi Wan feel better because he's yeah, like, well, yeah, exactly, yeah, fuck it. yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like, that's the like, well, thing. Then, that's bye. the moment where he goes, oh, like there is nothing to salvage here, and it also kind of makes him feel less guilty because right. he starts to realize there, like, oh, this was his choice. Mm-hmm. You know, there was only so much that I could have done. Anakin made this choice to be this way, and he wants to be this way, and so you know, I and I I I do think they could have added a little bit more, like. He could have been like, you know, Padme didn't want you to be like this or something like that. You know, this... They, but again, it would just be kind of like a retread of the same conversations they had in episode three, Which but that's what we're dealing like, what with. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. I, and, I mean, they could have switched up a bit. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it was really, like, thrilling to see Obi-Wan learn that this is Anakin. Like, that was really cool yeah. to me. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, holy fuck. Like, that episode two ending, mm-hmm. I, didn't I was even, like... I didn't even really realize that he didn't... That, like... He, he hadn't put it together. Known. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I still kind of don't know how Reva knows that. I, she put two and two together that, like... That's a real... The evil Jedi guy who started slaughtering everybody that night. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's another evil Jedi... Like, like, there's another evil Jedi guy just with an armored suit now. Standing next to the Emperor. And it's yeah. like, okay. Like, she was able to put that together. And you know how, like, people with the Force can kind of, like, tell when... It, you know, people from a distance or whatever, he'd probably be able to go, oh, sh- she could probably feel like, oh, that's the same guy. Yeah. Um, I feel like, but even then, it's like, it's like the fact that we even have to talk about it. It would have been so easy for one of the clone troopers just to go, Lord Vader. Yeah, and, well, and yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. she's sitting there dead. That is, that's true, because he had the name It would have been so easy. Like, it's just such an easy thing for like yeah. her to be like, literally like stabbed and uh-huh. then like sitting there being like, yo, fuck that guy. And then, and then hearing uh-huh. the stormtrooper walk it's away. it's also... Today. One of those weird, like, and I know Emperor, Emperor Palpatine's plans are, like, super, like, 8D chess kind of bullshit. But, like, so, like, Vader knew the whole time that Reva was... Yeah. Was one of the, you know, people was he was supposed the, to kill. Yeah. So it's like, did he purposefully leave her alive? Because, or was he just being sloppy? I think, I they think don't maybe, go into I think it that the, the, the implication is him being like, well, shit, she's doing a pretty fucking good job. As an Inquisitor. You know, because she was yeah. killing motherfuckers. Yeah. Like she oh, yeah, she was really into it because yeah. she wanted to be... She became evil. Yeah. She became In order evil. to become close to evil. And that, like you said, it would have been a really cool show, probably if it wasn't made by right. the same people. If it was its own thing. Reva trying to gain the ranks. It would have been like a cool, like, yeah. you know, like... like And maybe, maybe don't have her kill so many innocent people, mm-hmm. just so then it's... Yeah, you can mark She's it. redeemable, yeah. you know, and then uh-huh. and then you can have her be by the end of it like fuck you. I'm going to destroy your whole mm-hmm. thing now. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, she can't because of canon, but yeah. you know, it would have been more fun. They should really just make these shows and have them be like, here's a what if Star Wars story. And it's I like, I thought I think it would be cool if we we got like a, a what if Luke died as a kid and I would Leia pro- Leia is the chosen so one fun. now and Leia now has to fight Vader and that would be so been much cool. fun. It would be it would be it would be awesome. Yeah. It would remind me of the um 
they did those that book a certain point of view they should do like that yeah that should be yeah. the what if star wars show mm-hmm. a certain point of view make an animated series and because be like that yo what if this? because what happens what's right now is that there's so much extra canon that they're trapped in i know and it gets to a point where you start retreading the same ground like with the scene where obi-wan breaks open his helmet the vader's helmet mm-hmm. and you see anakin under it and i'm like they're literally doing the same exact scene that was in star wars rebels the animated series when ahsoka re- like fights him was Filoni even like directly involved with this i feel like he was i don't think he was really but Which what's weird i mean i'm sure he had some some say. some input but you know, but it's so much. weird that they spend so much time trying to tie things in with the Filoni animated universe even in obi-wan because you have the inquisitors right and they make sure, oh, Grand Inquisitor actually isn't dead because he shows up in Rebels later, you know, like, and the fact that they end up just, it's like they knew while they were writing this that Rebels exist. And then all of a sudden, they're just retreading the same ground with the same exact scene. It's a great scene, mind you. Like, yeah. on its own, that's probably the best scene in the whole show. Yeah. Is when he does, when that, that conversation that they have, because it's just, those performances are really good there. Yeah. It, it's, it's so good. And that visual of... The, like the burned up char like he's horrifying yeah. like i'm fine like i'm like oh darth vader like just because in and you know in return of the jedi you see it and he's just kind of this dopey like white face like doughy looking yeah. guy uh but in this it's he's horrifying it's scary when you see his his burnt up gnarly looking face underneath that mask and but yeah it's just it feel and i was watching this and i'm like this is so creatively bankrupt because they they couldn't think of another way to end this scene besides doing the same ripping thing. off what somebody else has already done with the character. And, and the same thing, episode four, which I hate a lot because it literally nothing happens and that like nothing changed. Like you could do some subtle rewrites and make it so that like the end of episode three just leads into episode five. Like just make it the same planet. Like they didn't go off world, but where episode five happens and it's fine. Like, literally nothing changes at all in the dynamic of the, the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that episode, they go to the same planet from uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is a video game. Yes. And they do almost the same type of shit there. It's like they, they break in, you know, secretly. And then they're, which is, again, in Star Wars, there are so many stories about, we you know, we're rebels and we got to sneak into the Empire base. Let's dress up like them or whatever and sneak in and then... They have such horrible fucking security every goddamn time, you know. And it's like it, it the first Star Wars movie does that, and like Rebels does it, like every other episode. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian does it. it. It's just my god, can we please come up with new stories, just for the love of God? And they like not only does it look not as good as in the video game, but they retread the same shit where it's like we're in this hallway with the the glass. Yeah. In the in in the the video game, it's Darth Vader goes down that hallway, and they break the glass so that it holds Darth Vader back, so that he doesn't fucking murder them all. And in this, it's Obi Wan breaks the glass to stop the the stormtroopers. Yeah. And it's just so weird to know that like, oh, like Obi Wan happens like around the same exact time as Fallen Order, and a couple <laughs> years a couple years later is. Uh, as rebels so it's like all these same things just keep happening over and over again within this short period of time you have people trying to invade the inquisitor base and escaping with like effortlessly doing the same type of stuff and it doesn't look as good and then you have 
you know, the Obi-Wan confrontation is just the same thing as the Soka one, and Darth Vader's just doing the same thing over and over again, saying the same shit to the same people, losing to the same people that he just can't capture. And, like, we're really just spinning our wheels, and nothing's being added to this, like, universe at all. Yeah. This is... Yeah, that's like the worst condemnation that I could come up with, is that this is just useless. It, it's not adding anything new. And what's the point of it, if you're not even going to try? Yeah, well, that's womp, womp, that's womp. that on Obi-Wan, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's plenty of conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not great. Uh, it's a kind of feels like a waste of Ewan, and definitely a waste mm-hmm. of Hayden, because he's not really into it that much. Yeah, no, that was the other thing, is Hayden is just like not... Is there a bit? Episode no, no, no. five, I think, is the best because it, it cool actually flashback. takes the conflict between Obi Wan and Anakin and it mirrors it and yeah. mirrors it through the structure of the story. It's very cool the way that they use this duel from the past yeah. as a way to uh, make a parallel to the structure of the story. Yeah. It's excellent. That's the that's what the whole show should have been about. Yeah, was that definitely and uh, we we don't get any of it <laughs> until then. Yeah, it's too. Too little, too late. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk yeah. about another mediocre piece of shit. Jurassic World Dominion. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't like this movie. So I, I uh, watched all of the Jurassic Park movies uh, leading into this. I had seen them all before, obviously, but I hadn't seen them in a long time. Um, the first Jurassic Park is so fucking good. Uh, and none of these sequels deserve to exist. <laughs> is kind no. of my, like, at the end of the day, like, there's only one yeah. really good Jurassic Park movie, and it's the first one, because mm-hmm. it's perfect. Literally a perfect film. One of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. I love it that much. Um, but Dominion, I feel like, is probably, like, my second least favorite. Maybe my least favorite. I'm still... I My biggest issue with it is that it is so long for no reason i didn't even mind the runtime i minded um we have finally have this really cool premise of dinosaurs in the world and then the movie's about fucking bugs it's about bugs and then the last act is on this this facility somewhere that's isolated from the rest of humanity it's like the whole point of Of the last ending of the last movie was there are dinosaurs in the wild like with us living side to side by side with human civilization and this new movie starts with that yeah and it's like wow cool we're gonna get a lot of stuff with this and i think the movie excels at its most when it's playing with that premise Mm -hmm. i feel like the whole opening where it's like you're seeing dinosaurs living with people uh, yeah that shit's all awesome yeah i love the malta chase sequence that was fun i was like this was this is what i want because it's it's hokey it's kind of it's it's goofy it's got like a weird like kind of like uh like goofy james bond vibes you know where it's like you got like almost this, this bond girl villain shows up for a minute and it's this like comic booky thing where it's like oh yeah like we got the the atrociraptors and we're gonna shoot a laser at you and then they're gonna chase you through the city it's like you could have just shot them but it, but like it's it's playing yeah, with exactly. that pre- it's playing with that premise and making it like really fun and and cool yeah. like that's like i don't want it to be realistic and like oh you could have just shot him like i don't give a shit about that mm-hmm. that's not like my you know uh, uh cinema sins ding or whatever that's me being like yeah they're going full ham with this premise and making this world really like unique and and cool and mm-hmm. then they spend the whole last of it 
just on it might as well just be another island and it's like what the fuck is the point of I this know. this should have been like in a city or something like rewrite so this cooler. story and make the ending of it like in the middle of a city and there's all these dinosaurs running around eating people killing people and it would have been cool it would have been this and i feel like because they play with oh yeah they're bad actors as a you know not bad actors like like there are villains that are using right the dinosaurs to you know in this black market thing using them as weapons and it's like why not have it be like a terrorist organization gets a hold of a ton of dinosaurs and sets them loose in the middle of the city and for some reason you know you have chris pratt and all the other characters are in the middle there trying to solve whatever that right. issue is that's what that should have been not uh, where another corporation is trying to do with another thing yeah i know and it has to do with these locusts for some reason and and it was i know it's the guy that had the shaving cream but they couldn't get him because he's like a sex well, predator now. The actor well, he's from, also dead. The dead guy in, in in canon, at least. You mean um? No, the guy who gave him the shaving cream. That guy at the table in the lunch scene. Oh, okay. that is this character. In, oh, the, in, in, the in this movie, guy? The, yeah. That's supposed to be the same character. I believe so, if I remember correctly. That's supposed to be the guy who gave him the shaving cream. That's why he has the shaving cream in his office in that one scene. Which it, incredible that they were able to find it's, that. I know, but, <laughs> but I, I, I like. I mean, I might be wrong in saying this, but like, I hated him so much. I didn't like that character at all. I thought he was hammy and like kind of weird. And I thought it should have just been B.D. Wong. Yeah, it why is he not? To that. Why was know, he not the main villain? I, I don't know why they kept him being the side guy. It was weird. And then, yeah, and then they try to redeem him in the end. It's like, nah, dude, this guy's done such fucked up shit, and now he's is he's not even being arrested? <laughs> like he's. No. Like, he's, like, single-handedly responsible for so much, like, horror. Yeah. Um, he needs to be, like, tried and put in jail for, like, these, these genetic abominations no, that's killed so many like, people. Oh, we're all better now. Yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, oh. Um, yeah, he should have been a real villain. Um. Because it just, it's just, see, like, muddies the waters. I like, why they have I'm at a point where it's, like, all right, we're the sixth movie in this, this franchise about dinosaurs and running around, and it's ridiculous. I know. You said, oh, he's like that billionaire guy. It's kind of weird. Just amp it up even further. Just make him so weird it's good. You know what I mean? Like, make him yeah. like a real, like, scene-chewing, like, awkward, like, and it's villain. the dude from fucking Amazing Spider-Man. I'm like, I don't... Yeah, like who did guy. he play again? He played he was, the... He the dad. The, the, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I was like, this guy... I've seen this guy deliver so much exposition before, and here he yeah. is again. So I... I So, like, I watched the movie the first time. I Like, I was like, all right, I have fun with this you know the dinosaurs and yeah. I, I like the returning cast members i feel like they did a fairly good they, job i wish they had stuff to do yeah <laughs> but yeah you know, instead of yeah what we're they're dicking doing around with the bugs and Sarah jeff goldblum too i was like yeah, oh he, you're not even in it until the end really yeah like he shows up for a bit and then disappears for a while again then kind of comes back around the, uh, at the he's end he's my favorite yeah he's everybody's favorite he's amazing wonderful he's the best actor and, I mean, it was cool seeing both those casts come together. Yeah, it was fun. I actually really, I think, I, I like Bryce Dallas Howard in these movies. I, I like I like her, her character arc throughout it. It's not, it doesn't beat your your head in over it. But it's like, oh yeah, in the first Jurassic World, she's this uptight businesswoman who, like, right. doesn't know how to care for kids. She doesn't know how to, like, accept the dinosaurs as real animals and, and, and not as just numbers on charts trying to please people or whatever. And then by the, you know you look at where she is here and she's literally an activist trying to save the dinosaurs right. and she's trying to save this this girl she's taken in as her, as her daughter and it's right. she's made such a huge change in that time and I like that I think she's probably the best like new character out of all of these 
I think so too. Yeah, she she took she took a um, kind of a you know love interest running away from mm-hmm. the dinosaur and heels role and turned it into a character by the end, and that was cool. Yeah, um, and and she has all the character development while like Chris Pratt. I was gonna is say this not even a real person. I don't think. Kind of weird because uh, not to get political here, uh-huh. but um, I was talking to Maria about this after the movie. <laughs> is it just me, or has Chris Pratt lost all of his charisma and charm? In this movie, he's, like, asleep. Like, there's nothing fun about him in this movie. He used to be, like, that actor where you're like, damn it, he's so fun and cool. I don't know what happened. He was, like, weird in this movie. And I know, like, in his personal life, something's going well, on. I, I think... I but if you go back and you watch, like, the first Jurassic World, you're like, that's... It's that same thing. Like, yeah, he doesn't... Fu- I guess maybe I'll hold it out until Thor, but, like... He, he's... The thing is, is that they try to make him more serious. So they, they reel in his charisma. For this character. And that's yeah. why it doesn't really work that well. Because he works best when he's... Fun. More fun and and stuff. Like, he doesn't really play like that serious role as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting for... Maybe maybe I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see him in Thor. Because yeah. then... And, and Guardians 3, I'm sure. And Guardians 3. Because, like, I... Something's off with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. But even, like, from, like, the trailers of Thor and stuff. I'm like, he looks like he doesn't... Like, he's not having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I used to, like, have fun watching this guy. And even in that fucking Amazon Prime movie mm-hmm. last year... He's in a new show, too. Yeah. I, and, I, don't, and I don't think it's out yet, but... Something kind of weird, mm-hmm. because he's, like, exclusively on streaming now. And it's like... Mm-hmm. And then he's wrapping up his major franchises, and then now he's doing all voice work. So it's like... Hmm. Yeah. And he's definitely... He's, he's trying out him. a lot of different stuff, for I, sure. No, I don't think he's getting work, or, or is like what I think. This, I, I don't... Is, I, yeah. I think... I don't know why, but I think Hollywood has turned on Chris Pratt. Hmm. And you can read into that yeah. if you want. I'm not going to talk about it here, but I've heard shit about that. Yeah, I don't know. There's I've heard conflicting something things. Something weird is going yeah, on. Yeah, something with him being religious and people taking from that. Oh, he's homophobic or something, but I don't know if that's like real. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if they're just I haven't looked him. into it. I'm not trying to talk shit about something I don't know. Anymore. No, me either. But just from me as an audience member mm-hmm. and seeing the roles that he is getting mm-hmm. after the franchise work is over... It's weird he's not on screen as much, mm-hmm. and it's weird that he's only on Amazon Prime. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but also there has been kind of just a deficit in films. Yeah. Over the over COVID and stuff, so that yeah. might be kind of. But you see deals being signed. Right. You see deals being signed, and you mm-hmm. see like you know, people are booking work, and mm-hmm. I, and somebody like Chris Pratt should be booking a lot more work. Yeah. Especially with his big franchise work ending mm-hmm. with like Jurassic World and, and Guardians and, Guardians then, and yeah. you know so yeah, I mean we'll we'll have to we'll see, see I guess when we get closer to like Guardians because yeah for sure by then it's like yeah no you have to it's like you gotta figure book out where your next going. gig I know you're doing Super Mario Brothers and Garfield but yeah. like that's a voice work uh-huh. it's like obviously they're gonna work with you because you're you were in Lego movie and all you know mm-hmm. but like but yeah you are right to say him. he's not very charismatic in, in this one in like this especially like like I know I mean like I've always like I've for whatever reason maybe I don't know I don't know why but like I had fun with him in the other two. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, he seems like he... I think my favorite scene of him in the second one is where he's, like, paralyzed and he's trying to get away from the wall. Yeah! Like, like that's, that's a great scene, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's what I mean. Like, he's doing, like, Jim Carrey with yeah. Wall Street shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Don't, I don't think they give him enough to work with with this one because there's so maybe, much going on with, maybe. like, this big, sprawling story, or at least it tries to be, and then you have all these new characters and you have the 
side characters, and then you have the side character side characters from the other movie. And they're focusing so much sh- on the clone shit again. Yeah, but... and and then with the <laughs> the 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 legend casts or whatever what right. do you call them? Like the, the legacy cast legacy from casts Jurassic from. And, and it, there's just so much that, like, he already wasn't a whole lot to begin with, character-wise. So it's like this, he's he's just action man. Action dad. And then he goes in and he does action and that's it. And that's what he's for. You know, right. They don't, they don't shoot for the moon with him. They just stay, like, on the ground and don't do anything with him. Yeah, it's disappointing. But yeah. And, um... I, w- I was waiting for you know the gig- Gigantosaurus to be the Joker. Apparently, they, they, I, I know that. I read that too. And and he's just like, a fucking. What is this? It's just he's probably the most docile of any of the villains monsters in any of these. Like the Spinosaurus from from Jurassic World three, that's the Joker, or 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 like that that one fucks people up. He's he's constantly like up people's ass throughout the whole movie as a villain dinosaur, or. Either of the last two ones, the, the yeah, the, the, those those had more of a. I, I didn't really like the dinosaurs. Kind of like took a massive backseat, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really even know. I mean, I liked the one that was like creeping on Bryce Dallas Howard in the water because that was a cool scene. Yeah, but like Tyrannosaurus, th- I forget. I, I don't, don't know how I to can't describe. You know them. I, I look because I, I looked it up, and I was like, because I love that dinosaur, the the one with the big long claws. That one was cool. Yeah, yeah. that one was sick too. I like that one. And the other one that was chasing him. With the ice, that was cool. And it, yeah, all of those were not one. the main Joker one. Yeah. I kept being like, which one's the Joker one? Because I told Marie about that. Yeah. She's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah, and, and it's, like, yeah, he's just stupid. a big hungry dinosaur that like is like, oh, okay, there's some food here. I'm, I'm going to go out. But he doesn't do anything like evil. Like the in, like the in, Indominus Rex, that one is literally evil. Like it is a like plotting to Thinking. just, like he's, yeah. like the whole thing in that is that he's just running around killing dinosaurs for fun. Right. And that's it. Like that's the joke or what are you talking about? Anyway, I, I don't know yeah, why it's just I don't, I weird. That director said that. that yeah, the it's thing just I've weird heard. false advertising for like the hype of it, and it really feels thrown in, like because it's not really a villain dinosaur. Like it doesn't yeah. have to do with like the plot of like oh my god this thing's chasing us the whole time. It just kind of shows up towards the end. There's a couple fights and that's it. Yeah. Couple of cool, like there's some good practical effects in this. That there was, um, I was surprised by that. Yeah, that you could tell in a, a lot of the, the shots, the behind the scenes videos Chris Pratt posted, I think. Yeah, and it was them, him and Bryce Dallas Howard, like with the big dinosaur. Yeah, the, really cool. yeah, the, 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 the I think they, they pronounce it Giganotosaurus or something. I don't remember, but yeah, that, that, yeah, it looked cool. Um, but yeah, it's one of those movies where it's just there's some cool scenes in it, and then, uh, so like uh, the second time I went to go see it. I also have a funny story. This was, this this was like, so I I was going to see with a group of friends and, you know, we're talking before the movie and they're all like, we're not excited to see this movie like whatsoever. We only are going to see this because we are A-listers and we get three free tickets every week. (laughs) So like, uh, like, if if we are, yeah. And we're like, we we want, we would rather go to the bars and like drink alcohol heavily instead of going to see this movie and we were like oh why would we even bother going and then it's like we'll give it like 45 minutes and then we're gonna get get out of there <laughs> and like so i'm i'm like all right i i'm i to me going to the movies is a religious experience i respect film even if it's a garbage movie i'm like i i usually sit through an entire movie i don't care so i'm like i'm sitting there and you know the opening is like cool like, it's a cool opening thing. And then it gets to that lull after, like, I think the girl gets kidnapped. And it's just like, yeah, they go to that science facility thing and they talk to the weird billionaire guy. And the dialogue's weird. There's so much exposition. 
just and I'm like okay now it's going to cut to this scene that's going to get to like the Malta scene which I like a lot and I was like oh no there's another exposition scene oh my god <laughs> and it just like keeps going and going and going and then like right when they get to like they're going to do the you know the scene where they run through that black market thing and there's all the dinosaurs everywhere they're like alright we're getting up going and I was like ah <laughs> like this movie just takes too long and like it, the issue is that it's filler. Like, it's not like a movie where it's like it's a slow burn, where the, like like the Batman or something, where it's like every scene matters and it builds on to the last one. It's just random bits bits of exposition scenes stitched together to get you to the next action scene. Yeah. And that's when you have a problem when that movie's like two and a half hours long. Yeah. If that if you can get away with that when it's like uh, you know, one fifty, you know, one one yeah and and hour fifty yeah yeah, yeah after hour yeah. And yeah, it, it's just it was funny. A similar mm, experience, not yeah. not quite as oh, yeah, harsh, yeah. but it was. Uh, my grandmother texted me uh-huh. and said, "Jake, that new Jurassic Park looks pretty good." Mm-hmm. I said, "All right." I said, well, "I'm going with Maria if you want to come." She said, "Yeah, I think I would." And so I bought tickets for four thirty, uh, the Thursday, mm-hmm. middle of the day. I don't know why they mm-hmm. do it earlier now. I'm not complaining, but you know, whatever. Uh, and for, first of all, AMC theaters love it. Yeah, uh-huh. I love the A list. Yep. I looked at my phone. Twenty eight minutes of trailers. Oh, dude, that was the other thing, man. Holy shit! Holy shit! Well, that second time I went to go see it, it we, we got there. It's like, insane. Late. It was like nine fifteen, and we got there, and there was still another ten minutes of trailers. And just before it was about to start, the minion they, shit. The minions thing. I was like, oh my! They didn't do it at my my Dolby screening. They didn't really? do the min, They didn't they do did the extra minions mine thing. Too. Yeah, they mine. Did they mine. did the extra minions things, and I was just like, oh my god! We're already gonna leave pissed. in twenty minutes, and you're like, I know. It we would have seen it half was, the movie. It was awful. And then, yeah. but, but my grandmother goes. uh we're getting into the movie. I think uh, she made it farther than all of yeah. them. But it was. I think I'm pretty sure it was literally right after the ice. The, the oh, that's airplane. pretty. That's was, pretty was deep. Good, in. It was like an yeah. hour and a half in. Yeah. Cause I looked at my phone and I, and then she goes, Jake, what time is it? And I said uh, six thirty. She goes, oh, I have a dinner reservation. She gets up and leaves. <laughs> so she missed the whole. I'm like. The whole end of the. I was yeah. like, holy shit! Why didn't you fucking tell? I wouldn't have wasted my money on a ticket for you. <laughs> Because you don't have fucking A-list, yeah, so you, you, you bought that ticket I bought that ticket for yeah. her. And I mean, she bought us all candy and shit, but I was like, bro, mm-hmm. like, what the hell? I was like, Even, and then I call her, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and she's like, sorry, like, I had plans. And I'm like, you didn't tell me. And she's like, I didn't think it was going to go on that long. I'm yeah, like, no, it, it, that's the issue with this movie. But it however, eight hours. if the movie started at 4.30, yes. there still would have been half an hour left. Yes. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, she still would have missed the whole ending. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's but... hilarious, but... Point is, yeah, they need um, to cut down those fucking trailers. Oh, absolutely! It, it, it just goes on for too long. Because when you have an issue, you have an issue when it, you have a two and a half hour long movie, and if that movie starts at ten o'clock p.m., awful. that's it goes t- till the end of time. That runtime, like yeah, it, it 12 just thirty a.m. the next day. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, people I mean, gotta go home. People it's can't. Awful. People can't fucking allot like a three hours, four hours. I thought about of their that. That's day. why I was like, I don't. I I was like telling. My girlfriend, I said, we can be a little late to light year. A mm. little late. Because yeah. I was like, there's going to be a fucking short film. Oh, that Disney too. Disney always does yeah. that shit. So I'm like, there's going to be 11 hours of trailers, and then there's going to be a goddamn short film. I got there, and the Disney logo started going. There was no short film. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was like, beautiful. So mm-hmm. I just got to watch Lightyear, and that was that was nice. And that movie is okay. I didn't see that yet. I know. But it's fine. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's my review. Uh, I saw a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I saw fucking Black Phone too early. Oh, you saw that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, it yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it this Friday. It's very good. I went with the whole fam. Fun nice. for the whole family. Yeah. Um, you know, my cousins like mm-hmm. horror movies, and we, I saw an AMC Investor Connect screening. Yeah. Um, you're an investor. Because I'm, I'm an AMC investor. <laughs> and I took the. Fu- my grandmother came to that one, too, but she did not leave mm-hmm. an hour in because she was invested in that movie. And that's I like that your movie. family likes to see horror movies together. We, we, that's our thing. I don't know why. I, it's really like, strange. I, so I, 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 I. My cousins, too. I brought it up it. like this past Sunday, like, hey. Uh, I know it's Father's Day, but like there's a, you know, 40th anniversary showing of, of of John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, you know. In Denver. And like my dad said, we, we oh yeah let's go. But my mom was like, I'm not watching that. I'm not going to see a horror movie. And th- this is the same woman that watches like The Walking Dead all yeah. the time. And it's yeah, a, yeah. It, it's really it's not that much different like no. gore wise or like scares wise. Like yeah. it's not that people like no, I'm not watching a horror movie. And I'm like okay, that's cool. funny. Yeah, no, literally like I don't, I don't know why, but that's like yeah. I went with fucking my girlfriend my sister mm-hmm. my two young cousins my aunt and my grandmother and then mm-hmm. i'm gonna probably go again with my mother on uh probably friday night mm-hmm. so that's a good movie check it out ethan hawk yeah is i'm very excited to see that. that it's I hear it's really good. good it's it's like it's way better than it has any right being good it's crazy you know and i i bet if if they made uh scott derrickson right as the director yes if they made him do dr strange 2 he probably wouldn't have come out with this movie no Exactly. So I'm, I'm this glad was his, that, uh, I'm glad that, that he got to do his own movie. Didn't know this until I saw it after the fact. It's written by, it's a short, it's based on a short story from a collection of short stories written by Stephen King's son. Oh shit. So Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Didn't know that, but oh. he wrote The Black Phone. Oh, does he go story. by Joe Hill so that people don't, I don't it's know. not a nepotism thing? I don't know. I have no idea. I just know that like Stephen King tweeted... Go check out my, my the new film, The Black Phone, based on my based son's on. short story. And I was like, holy mm. fuck. And that's why I watched it. And I'm like, this has... Because I was watching it, and I'm like, cast of kids. Uh, and I'm like, this reminds the... me of Stephen King. And that's probably why I liked it so much. And then, oh. you know, I'm watching it, and I'm like, this reminds me of Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Another hard thing to do is to cast child actors, but they made it work. Mm. And they did a good job. All the child actors in this did a really great mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Yeah. Another good one was... Um, Brian and Charles. Oh, is that the, the guy in the robot? Oh, you know about it? It's yeah, because so I, I got a trailer cute. for it before, um, I forgot what movie, but I saw, might have been like Everything Everywhere All at Once. Or might, oh, maybe, really? Maybe oh, I maybe you're right, because it's Avon. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see any trailers. Yeah. But yeah, it looked good. It looked I like a fun, wholesome movie. Yeah. Laughed my ass off. But it was like super limited, wasn't it? Super limited. Yeah. It was fucking wonderful, though. Seek that out. If you can, yeah. to everybody uh, out there. We Brian also, Charles is a good movie. We also saw uh, oh, Crimes, Crimes of, of the, the Future. Crimes of the Future, yeah, we can talk about that one too. <laughs> that uh, movie's disgusting. It I, is I disgusting. like it though. David Cronenberg. Good one. I, I mean, yeah, was I was, weird. I was, I mean, I, I feel like I can, I handle like a lot. Like I, I watched the thing when I was like seven. And that kind of changed my life forever. You know, like <laughs> I'm, I, like I, body horror is just cool to me. It's not like. You know, it doesn't fuck me up that much. It doesn't disturb me that much. But there was something, like, weird about this one in particular, this movie. Just, like, what's so weird about it is the normalization, like, in-universe, in this movie. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what it's about, it's about uh, human beings have evolved uh, to the point where they, they don't get infections anymore and they don't feel pain. Mm-hmm. And that has now made the art scene 
real freaky. (laughs) 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 Because people can get away with disgusting things that they do to themselves. Like, they cut themselves and, like, you know, one of the lines that is stated in this, Kirsten Stewart's character says it, surgery is the new sex. And Mm -hmm. that is, that is the premise of this movie. It's a tagline. The whole way through. That's what this movie is. And it just starts that way and ends that way. And it's just For better or worse. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's, it's gross the whole way through. And, um, there's just the, the fact that everybody in the universe doesn't see anything wrong with what's happening. No, everybody's like actually really loves seeing horrible shit being done to each other. Like, like, like cuts everywhere. Coming and, with cameras and shit. It, yeah, it, it, everybody's, love it. It, and that's what's so like nightmarish about it to me. Is yeah. everybody's everything looks like all the sets are like all, you, you. It could have passed as like a post-apocalyptic movie. Like the oh, sets, yeah. like everything's in the old rusty buildings. Like, just these dark caverns where they have, like, these shows. And, like, well, it's supposed to be a government office building, and it looks like it was, like, left under the ocean and dragged out. And then now you're It's all you're very up shop damaged. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and there's this weird thing where there's a ton of, like, cruise ships and ships that have just, like, been destroyed and, like, are on shore. These mm-hmm. very, it's very weird. Like, this this, like, world building in the background is, like... Like, something happened in this world. Some yeah. kind of event happened. But it's never, ever explicitly stated once. It's just this weird backdrop. What the fuck's going on with this world? Why is everybody acting like yeah. this all of a sudden? I didn't and have enough. I wanted more. I wanted... What was weird about it is that it does just kind of end yeah. before you think you're getting into the climax. A big third act, like, fucking nastiness session. there know? are... Wouldn't be surprised if it was cut. That's yeah. how like abruptly it ends. I feel. Like. It, 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 but it, it, in hindsight, it's like it's a the ending scene is good as an ending. Yeah. For what is set up, but there's also a ton of stuff that gets set up that never happens, no. and that's why you're waiting for that next scene, you know, to to happen, and it doesn't. And it's like, why? What was the point of even talking about these other things if you and, weren't going to actually do and that? Going scene? into it, reading all of these fucking people walked out of can. People, people, I mean, I mean, I know why, but you know, it's like I was expecting. I mean, maybe I'm just deprived and sick. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, <laughs> like I said, I you know, I started real young at the age. And of And I was seven. also psyching my up myself up for uh-huh. like something Insane. just just that I couldn't comprehend. Mm-hmm. I literally went back and watched like all like a lot of David Cronenberg's shit, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I was like, all right, what am I getting into? Mm-hmm. And I like realized as I was like like halfway through my like fourth movie I'm like wait a minute like this is the newest thing nothing's gonna compare to this Mm because this was all made in the fucking 80s and all the shit that he's done this is his first body horror movie since like the 80s so I don't know what I'm getting so I just kind of gave up on that I was like fuck this then I'll just go into it Mm -hmm. and seeing it I was kind of like yeah I mean I was I mean it's definitely you see lots of guts people getting didn't want to bring my girlfriend to this one yeah I was definitely not like let's use your A-list here Mm -hmm. nope but you know, I can't like say to an average audience member like, "Hey, like go see yeah, it." But if you're even remotely queasy about like guts, don't see it. <laughs> don't see it. Don't go to no, no. No, there's some fucked up shit in this. The uh, trailer alone should tell you like, yeah, stay away. Yeah, just stay away. Yeah, because I think I went with Maria to see. Maybe it was, the Northman. Yeah. In, in Port Chester, uh-huh. and uh, this trailer came on. It was this. It was, it was the Northman yeah. or it was Ambulance. One of those two mm-hmm. had that trailer. And then she was just like, 
Absolutely. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and I mean, same thing with like men. That's and then she like, oh, backed yeah. out on that, and I was like, the way I described this movie was like the ending climax of, scene of men. But the whole book. And that, but it's it's just stretched out. Yeah. Um, because when it's all bottled necked into the ending climax, it's like, oh it's my like, god, so this jarring. is insane and disturbing. But it's like it, it, you take this and you just stretch it, and it's the whole movie's like this. And so it's just like, oh, okay. Like, you just kind of sink I mean, the very, like, oh. like, the designs of, like, this, this, this machinery that they use that, that I don't even remember what exactly its purpose was, but everything looks like it's designed by, like, H.R. Geiger, which everything is this, like, everything is, like, uh, steampunk bones and sex and organs, and like, it's all, like, put into the machinery, and it's just like, what, what am I looking at? It's all nightmarish looking you don't even know what it is yeah it's, it's so fucked it, about it, it moves in these really weird jerky ways. weird ways and it's like oh this just feels disgusting nothing yeah. even gross is happening but it looks awful. <laughs> yeah he's just sitting in a chair yeah. and it's like oh oh and yeah, like, oh, yeah. What and, is and Viggo mortensen is such a like cretinous person it's a, it's a really it's a really <laughs> weird performance and he's like haunched over like kneel down talking to people that's what this movie is yeah he's a he's goblin just, like, sulking in the back in the in the corner <laughs> on his like like crouched down and it's like Bro, how, what are you doing? Yeah, like, and and he's this? got like organs or something growing in his throat, so he's constantly like coughing and like it's so <laughs> gross the whole way through. Uh, Great like, performances, though. Yeah, I, will say. I, like, I think uh, it's. I don't think it's getting anywhere near an award oh, ceremony. No, but no. I'd say it's a. If you're a cinephile and you like independent films and you want to see some art house mm-hmm. cinema. <laughs> Uh, this is something, you know, I mean, yeah. like, I don't know if it's, you know, you're going to be able to stomach it all, but. Yeah, yeah, because it goes into some uh, weird territory towards the end that has some implications that I don't really want to parse through. It's kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, and, and but yeah, it, it, what, what I appreciate about this movie is that it is wholly unique, and oh, I yes. could never, in my worst nightmarish depravities, come up with something like this. This is no. just a... Strange He's a, movie. <laughs> I, I, what a, and, and what a goddamn time. Because, like, I, I was talking about this recently with someone. We've got fucking Robert Eggers, mm-hmm. Ari Aster, David Cronenberg, Jordan Peele, Alex Garland. Uh, I think I'm missing some. I think Martin Scorsese's making a movie this year. Um, just uh, the, the guys from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. Like, they fucking artists making these really banging movies this yeah year. this year honestly this it's is crazy this is one of my favorite years of movies so far yeah. we're not even are we even we're halfway through i think right we're just about to be yeah. by the end of the month yeah i hope it keeps which up is because nuts. this is an insane i think we might have mentioned this the last episode just like just what a blitz of so much shit and even yeah. movies that aren't that good it's like well i'm glad i watched that yeah because it was weird and interesting and unique and even just go. like this last since our last episode like look at this slate of content we have mm-hmm. here and it's like it's fucking crazy mm-hmm. top gun mavericks like uh, mm-hmm. way better than it has any right being uh stranger things 4 is fantastic yep. the northman the northman's so good everything ever all once yeah um batman batman uh, it's like weird to like forget. Oh yeah, Batman came Batman out this came year out, too. And that's like, that's my like favorite holy shit! Year so far, yeah. And fucking uh, even like shit that like nobody's gonna see. Like fucking mm-hmm. Brian and Charles is fun. Mm-hmm. Unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, on Apple TV, Cha Cha Real Smooth, mm-hmm. fantastic and now movie. The Black Phone, I want to see. Phone, and that's awesome apparently movie. amazing. So really, like like again, that's the movie that comes mm-hmm. out and is dog shit, and it's like really good. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, in normal... In normal world. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, this, this stupid That would have came out in January and it wouldn't have been, like, a good movie. No. But, like, it's well done and well yeah. made and it's, like, really cool um, and creepy and effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these movies. And there's and, a bunch... And all, everything on streaming, too. I can't remember what was it. I just watched a Netflix one. There. Oh, Hustle with Adam Sandler. Pretty mm-hmm. good movie. Like, I liked that. Like, fuck, man. It's, it's a good time. What else did I just fucking watch? And so... It's a good time, man. We're moving on with, uh, yeah, we got Thor, Love and Thunder. We got Elvis coming Elvis out. Elvis looks really good. We got Nope. Nope. Yep. Bullet Train. Oh, yeah, Bullet Train. That's August, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the Gray Man. Oh, I saw the trailer for Beast, which looked interesting. Ah. Uh, no? Uh, I mean, it's not going to be like a crazy no. good movie or anything. But it's... I don't, I mean, it may be, but, you know. I don't know, but it's you know, just, it's a fucking it, good you know, time. Idris Elba fighting it's a good. lion. Yeah, yeah that'll okay, be fun. Cool. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um... And then you got light, you're just shitting a bit. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Minions, bro! <laughs> That's why I'm alive. I'm ready just for Minions. To watch Minions. I'm definitely ready to watch Minions. Are next. you gonna see Marcel the shell with with? I don't shoes? know. Probably. <laughs> probably. I probably will see that. That mm. looks cute. It's a limited release, though, of course. Yeah. This is supposed to be coming out this weekend, but it's not. Ugh. Yeah. So, uh, it's really I mean, unfortunate that Lightyear was, like, the first movie back in theaters, and then it's just not... It just doesn't make money, and it's not, mm-hmm. like, that great. And then you got, like, fucking Soul and Luca oh, yeah. and Turning mm-hmm. Red. Like, all very, very good movies good movie. that are not yeah. in theaters, and they didn't have their day. Yeah, and I don't know. I probably won't even see Lightyear in theaters, because my friends went to go see it without me. Because I was busy on the Saturday, and so now I don't have anybody to go with. <laughs> you should just go see Light Your Alone. Yeah, I should. Yeah, all by myself. <laughs> it's not like that good, though. You don't need no. to. It's not. Yeah. I, no. It's, I mean... Does it Does it set up, you know, the, the, the Disney real-life versions of the, the movies that were in the Toy Story Well, I said universe, this already. Universe? I think if they had made a Woody's Roundup movie, it would have made more money. Yeah. If Woody's Roundup is Woody. already like established within the movies. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, that would that that, that mm-hmm. wouldn't be a hard sell. But, but does it set up? No, Woody's Roundup. No, it doesn't set up Woody's Roundup. It doesn't set up anything. It just ends. And that's it. So you're telling me that like I wouldn't have had that moment where I point to the screen and, and clap. There are a couple yeah, of those you know? where you're like, "Oh, he said that in the other one." Ah, oh, that's okay. I had that yeah. once. Yeah, because like I can only I can only watch a movie if it like references something that I, I know from my like past childhood and like sets up a universe of different things. Right. Well, that's I the only way I could ever appreciate. Like, I'm there if they make a Woody's Roundup movie. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, when they cross over eventually, it's going to be sick. Well, that's called fucking Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> they already did the crossover movie. No, no, it's, it's the real they versions the real of people. the characters, but aren't actually real. It's, it's in the, the, the universe. They're the movies. Right. Based on, but like, yeah, and then in the movie yeah. theater, you're going to see me doing the men, the guy and men falling down the <laughs> building. Just to, he's looking in. Did he fall or did he jump? And it's like, yeah. you see what's in theaters right now? He jumped. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. They made the fucking Lightyear and Woody movie. But it's not it's that not they're toys. It's not Toy Story. It's, it's, the, it's the real people that are yeah. in the... Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they're going to set up like the, the Potato Head movie and, oh, and the Dinosaur Christ. Guy movie. and Rex. Yeah, Rex yeah. and the Ham movie. The Piggy Bank. Yeah. Ham. Cannot fucking real. wait for the the dark gritty ham movie. 
Which is just based on normal piggy banks. Yes. I don't know how how we got a movie <laughs> about a piggy bank. And then when they all meet up together for movie story, movie character story, then, then yeah, real story, real story, yeah, real story, not Toy Story. This is real people. This is the real Lightyear. That movie was a go. hard sell. They had to add like weird text in the beginning of that movie, so people weren't like, Underst- "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, what it, is, it yeah. was really weird. It was like. In 1995, Andy saw this movie and it made him want to buy a Buzz Lightyear toy. And it's like, what is? What, it's like just just make the opening of Toy Story two. Why aren't oh, yeah. you doing that? Uh-huh. What is this? Like it That's was right. so weird. Right, yeah. That was awesome. They, like, you know, they could have gotten away with this movie just being like, oh, this is a story that Andy came up with one day, and like uh, yeah. this is like him. Playing that would have been toys. so much better. Like yeah. have it be the opening of Toy Story three, but for mm-hmm. the whole goddamn movie mm-hmm. with like the train heist and all that. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Or the fucking opening. Of, you have it right there. Mm-hmm. You have it right there with the, when he's jumping on the platforms and he goes into the goddamn thing and the spikes come out and they come after him. Mm-hmm. And then he presses the belt and he's in the bubble and he goes up and he fights Zerg. Yeah. 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 They didn't do any of that. Yeah. There's no imagination. It's yeah. all real. It's all realistic. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that they make a movie about like the time in between when Buzz Lightyear fights Zerg in here where they, they meet up with each other again. Right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Shows that, you know, unnecessary character development mm-hmm. that we didn't really need to see. There is a big... Uh, they should turn that into a six-part six series. Right. They should. There is a yeah. big uh, a big Zerg twist, though, that nobody is happy with, I think. <laughs> I mean, I haven't really looked online about it. I know I'm not really mm-hmm. thrilled with it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a... I don't, don't want to get into it. Yeah, it's we'll a weird, after. weird idea. Yeah. But anyway, guys. Yep. Um... That about does it for yep. this week on the Mayhem Zone. We've been burned by Star Wars too yep. much lately. And we didn't even talk about the boys. Uh-oh, Will's mad. Oh, next time. Next time. <laughs> next time on Mayhem Ball Z. No. <laughs> next time on the Mayhem Zone. Yes. Stranger Things ending. Mm-hmm. And. The boys. The boys. And Will will have seen the black phone. Yes. And maybe I'll have caught up to Barry. It's old news. Yep. Man, you missed that boat. Yep. Where are you at in Barry right now? I think I'm like in the middle of the first season. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Nah. Yeah, like he just had like his old army guy who was like, yo, I want to get on, get in on this. The guy from the super fast, fast and furious movie. Is that movie? who that is? <laughs> <laughs> but you remember we watched that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Was he, was he the Vin Diesel he like, was Vin guy? Diesel. Yep. Awesome. I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that's the guy from Superfast. That's The great. Fast and Furious fake mm-hmm. movie that we watched that Good. one year. Good. That's a, there's, there's, that's, if anything, if you take away anything from this episode, watch Superfast. <laughs> For fuck all, who cares about Brian and Charles and Lightyear and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and the other movies we talked about. Go see that. Go see mm-hmm. goddamn, go see goddamn Superfast. Super you, you're going to need more of a, uh, puke bag than you would for Crimes of the Future for that oh, yeah. one, though. Uh-huh. That's a different kind of disgusting <laughs> Okay. Alright, that's enough Get of that. Get out of here. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. Stop listening me. to this episode right now. <laughs> Alright, goodbye. <laughs>